start with a story, uh, a true story, way back when, when we still lived back in South Africa. Um, we owned a farm, a game farm, beautiful place, humongous. Uh, lots of beautiful animals. And it was my privilege to teach my boys about the animals and, and how they, they did their things and where you would find them and what they ate. So my eldest son, Jacques, was about six years old. And uh, it was one of our days that the two of us went and I was teaching him. So we were looking for the impala, uh, see if we could find their, their tracks and showing him where the places were that they would eat, what they would eat, so that when someday he wanted to hunt, he knew how to do that. So we're in this, and now, those of you who know the South African farms, it's bush. It's called the bushveld. It can get quite dense. So we're all over the place. And uh, at some stage, we're really deep in, and, and I stopped and I said to Jacques, do you know where we are? And he says, No. And I said, do you think you could get us home from here? And he said, no. I said, oh. But he didn't look too concerned. So I said, so aren't you worried that we won't be able to get back home? Buddy boy, he was holding my hand and he looked up to me and he said, Dad, I have no idea how to get home, but I know you do. The issue of trusting God, our Heavenly Father, to get us home, lies at the core of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we believe that we have a, a loving Father who has taken responsibility for us and who will get us home, then all we have to do is to hold on to his hand and walk in faith, walk in the belief that my father knows, that my father cares, that my father will get me there, and to walk in trust that he's going to get me home. And there's no more beautiful text in the Bible, then John 3.16, that explains that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes, trusts, walks in faith, shall not perish, won't get lost, but will have eternal life. Their father will hold their hand and get them home. Whoever, whoever believes. What a beautiful word. Whoever. It's, it's heaven's welcome mat to all of humanity. Because just think about this for one second. When Jesus said these words, he did not use that restrictive word like whatever. Whatever Jew, or whatever good person, or whatever perfect person, or whatever person that could keep every one of the 623 laws in the Torah, they'll get, no. Whoever. This beautiful pronoun that is so indefinite. Whoever. And boy, 
Boy, do I need to hear that. Because I'm so often in need of that whoever in my own life. But God's whoever policy has a few clauses, and I'd like to walk through three of them with you this morning. Whoever also has a, sorry, however clause. Whoever believes however God finds them. Do I need to explain that? Anyone here ever messed up so badly that you wish you could just take that back? Anyone here ever had these thoughts in your mind, things that you were thinking that you shouldn't be thinking, that you're hoping, hope no one ever finds that out? Anyone here ever done some stuff messed up so badly that you wish you could take all of that back and you're thinking, if I look at myself, look at the mess I've made, how could God ever even look at me or think of me? Whoever means however. However God finds me. Because none of us are perfect. We've all messed up. We've all been like that prodigal son rolling around in the mud with the pigs. But that does not put my father off. That does not make my father turn his back on me and say, you're way too too dirty. I don't want anything to do with you. Whoever believes, however the father finds them. My story that I told you last week, I didn't finish it, remember? The young man that I told you who came up and said, I'm, I'm all messed up with the drugs and with the smoking of the pot and all of the stuff. Uh, will Jesus accept me? Do I have to leave this? And I remember I told him, do you have to go take a shower before you get into the bath? I didn't finish the story. I told him the rest of the story. I said, no, you don't have to stop smoking pot and doing all these other things to accept Jesus into your life. But here's what's going to happen. If you accept Jesus into your life, he's going to minister so beautifully to all of those things that are hurting in you that you are trying to drink away, smoke away, water away. And he's going to heal them because he takes you however you are and he's going to make you brand new and you won't need that anymore because whoever believes, however God finds you, You don't have to be perfect. He loves you. Just as you are. God's whoever policy also has a whenever. A whenever clause. Whenever you hear God's voice and you respond, God will open his arms to you. So explain this again with a a little story. I was... I was working on some stuff, and, and uh, in one of the commentaries as I opened it, uh, this, this little card fell out. I used it as a bookmark, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, one complimentary exterior wash for your VW. And I'm thinking, man, perfect timing. going to put the winter tires on this week, so I can just take this with them, and then they can wash the car. It's been a little ugly out there. And I was so excited until I read a little further. And it said that it expired in December of 2021. I was too late. 
that you're not too late. Whenever you hear the voice and you respond, God will answer. You might have been hearing that voice for ages and might not have said completely yes yet. You might hear it today. And you've been thinking, but I've been walking for all these years and haven't said yes yet. It's not too late. Whoever believes, whenever they hear. Jesus tells a beautiful parable uh, of that in, in Matthew chapter 20. I'm not going to read the whole passage for you, just a few verses. We'll do that in a second. Let me give you the story. So the story tells about the landlord uh, who had this vineyard that he needed to tend to and he needed workers. So he went to the market square where the workers would stand. So he went there, it says, early in the morning and he got some workers and, and they negotiated a price. And for the whole day's work, he would pay them a dollar. Way back when, it was a lot of money, it was what they earned for a day. Said, okay, we negotiate for a dollar. Around nine o'clock, he realized he needed more. So he went back and he got more workers. Twelve o'clock, he went back again, he got more workers. Three o'clock, he went back, he got more workers. And then an hour before the end of the day, five o'clock, he went back and he saw some folks standing and he said, no one higher you know. He said, come, come work in the vineyard. When the hour had come for him to pay them, this is what happened. When the day's work was over, the owner of the vineyard instructed his foreman. He said, call the workers in and pay them their wages. Start with the last hire, then go on to the first. Those hired at five o'clock came up and were each given a dollar. When those who were hired first saw that, they assumed that they would get far more. But, and there's your biblical but, but they got the same, each one of them a dollar. Man, I think they were ticked off to the nth degree, don't you think? I would be a little kind of, man, that's not cool. I worked the whole day. They worked an hour. Well, taking the dollar, they groused angrily to the manager. These last workers put in only one easy hour. And you just made them equal to us who slaved all day under a scorching sun. Whoever means whenever. Deathbed converts and lifelong saints will all enter the gate of heaven in the same way. I know that, I saw that. First congregation walked in there as a young man, and uh, there were some folks that I'd never met. The one person was in hospital, I'd never met him. He had leukemia. Uh, they kept him behind two doors. Uh, they were going to do bone marrow transplant. So he had to be kind of isolated from everyone. So I went to go visit him. Never met him. He'd never met me. So you put on a gown, you put on gloves, you put on a mask, you put on the little cap, the whole shebang. You walk in there. So I spent some time with him and I realized, yeah, well, he knows that I'm the minister and, and they belong to the congregation, but he, he's never met the Lord. That's fine. That's why I'm there. I left. After about the third time, when I left, he said, when you leave today, 
when you get through the first set of doors, just stop. There are these little glass windows. And when you stop at the window, just take off the cap and the mask because I've never, ever seen your face in my life. It was kind of, whoa, I never realized that. That's all he sees. They did the bone marrow transplant. It didn't work. So they sent him home. I called to see if I could come visit him. Family said, we don't think so. He wants nothing to do with God or with religion or with prayer or with anything. When we try and do something like that, he just chases us away and he's angry and he cusses us out. Please don't do that. Just, just leave it be. And I said, no, I'm coming to visit. And they said, it's not going to be cool. And I said, it's okay. I'm coming to visit. It's all fine. I walked in to the house and, and they were still saying, would you rather? And I said, leave me be. They took me to his room. His name was Kuas, which comes from Jakobus. We called him Kuas. Uh, and Kuas, he was lying in his bed. And as I walked in and he saw me, his eyes lit up and he said, Pastor, I'm so glad to see you. And they were all stunned. And I said, leave us alone for a while, please. And I sat there with Kuas and I told him, you know, you're dying, buddy. But you can make a choice today to live. And here's how it looks like. And I explained to him salvation in Jesus Christ. And Quissy that day, with a lot of crying, gave his life to the Lord. Next day, he died. I'm going to see him one day. Was on his deathbed. Because grace, grace belongs to God. Listen. He replied to the one speaking for the rest, friend, I haven't been unfair. We agreed on the wage of a dollar, didn't we? So take it and go. I decided to give to the one who came last the same as you. Can't I do what I want with my own money? Are you going to be stingy because I am generous? Whoever believes, whenever they hear and they answer, the doors are open. God's whoever policy says, however, whenever. And it also has a wherever clause. Wherever you are, you are never too far away from your father to take your hand and lead you back home. The story of the prodigal son tells that the best. Took his stuff and he said, see ya. And he went to a faraway land and he squandered all that he got. He ended up in the pigsty. But then that young man remembered his father's voice. Got up and he said, I'll go back. And he made all these excuses in his mind what he's going to tell his father and say, I'm so sorry. But can you remember the story? It says, when he was still far off, the father saw him and the father started running. And he took him in his arms and he kissed him. And he said, my son who was lost is found. You can never be too far away for your father. Wherever you are. 
wherever you are. And you might think, but boy, I've been in that pigsty. That's fine. His arms are wide open. He didn't tell the boy to go wash himself first before he kissed him. He just took him in his arms and he loved him. For God so loves this world. That's why he gave his only son. So that we might have life everlasting. No status too low. No hour too late. No place too far. However, whenever, wherever, whoever, it's yours forever. Amen. Thank you for your love, Lord. A love that is always seeking. Thank you for the promise that we might not know how to get home. But Father, you do. So here's our hand, Lord. Take my hand. And just walk with me. Thank you that you're not afraid even when I land in the mud to be there with me. Thank you, Father, even when we mess up so badly that you don't turn your back. But graciously, you teach us again and you walk us home. And thank you that we know that when we come to that moment when we go to see you, we're going to see you standing with your arms wide open. For whoever believes shall not perish, but they shall have eternal life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.